Hi, you're listening to Secrets for an Inspirational Life with me, your host, Mimi Novik. I'm so happy and thrilled to have you here with me. I have created this series for all of us so we can change our world together and live a more holistic and balanced life. Together, we will share lots of inspiring stories from all walks of life, speak with leading experts, enjoy healthy living ideas, explore music and subjects that inspire each other to always have hope. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate all of you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Secrets for an Inspirational Life. How are you all today? I hope that you are all well and that you are finding a little bit of sunshine and a little bit of beauty in your lives at this time in the world. We are here in the United Kingdom. I have to say it's evening at the moment and it's raining and raining and raining, which is not so unusual really for England, but um, it's much needed, I have to say. So the autumn nights are drawing in for sure. And that's a little bit like life, isn't it? I always liken life to the seasons, the seasons of change, the seasons of different chapters that happen to all of us and life becomes like a book that has many chapters. People that we meet along the way, some of them stay for a lifetime and some of them stay only for a chapter. But regardless of whoever we meet in life, I think there is a reason for it and as they say, a season. And today, I have the pleasure and the delight really to welcome my guest, who is the author and speaker, Matthew Williams. Matthew started writing in 2015 following the divorce and a strange alternative reality even of online dating. Now this I found fascinating actually I have to say because I hear so many stories about this. He has really achieved so much. He has suffered personally with mental health issues but has overcome them to be very successful in his career. He published his first book in December 2017 and has never looked back. He has actually since published another book and he's going to tell us all about that. He is a passionate advocate for mental health and has even developed a unique new personal development course called Change, which is based around storytelling principles. And it's designed to help people to make positive changes in their lives. He has featured with his writing in the Huffington Post, the Metro, and the Mighty. And that's just to name a few of the places that he writes because he also does all sorts of articles for all sorts of places. And he's appeared lots on the radio and in TV shows. And today he's going to share his really quite incredible journey, I have to say, and really 
he has such a positive attitude about everything that I love. And it's so, so needed these days. So without further ado, welcome, Matthew. Hello there. Thank you very much for having me. And thank you for the very kind introduction there. Oh, well, thank you very much, Matthew, for coming on today. How are you? Yes, I'm very well, thank you. Very good. Uh, like you said there, apart from the, the typically English <laughs> weather, but, uh, but we have had some sunshine, so I can't complain too much. Yes, yes. Although I have to say those few weeks, whatever it was, two or three weeks of the um, crazy heat wave, I'm not missing that at all. No, that, that's about our limit, isn't it? I, I know. You know, when it started raining initially after all of that, I did a little rain dance because I thought, <laughs> oh my goodness, I totally understand these rain dances now. But I think yeah. they do rain dances actually to call the rain, but it doesn't matter. I did the dance to just like welcome the yeah. rain in, into well, life it, again. <laughs> I'll say it must have worked because it hasn't stopped since it kept going. So I'm still dancing. Something in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh well thank you so much really it's a real pleasure and an honor to have you here um today because your story is quite incredible and you know we've spoken before and i absolutely love the energy of what you give out there in the world really oh, i do you. um so let's go back to the beginning and tell us a little bit about your story and um, where it all began. Um, so I, I always say I always kind of considered myself to have a, a pretty charmed life really, you know, I had good upbringing, great parents, support, I had good friends, you know, I've always had good people around me, did reasonably well at school, I, I was good at sport. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I had um, almost an ideal start in life, I guess, really, um, and did the things I suppose that you're supposed to do. And mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I, I was very fortunate to establish a career in in, in sports, something that I loved. Um, I you know, met my. Uh, now ex-wife but pretty young so when we were at university mm. and you know did the you know live together engaged married had a couple of kids um and well I said kind of before that so just after it was actually just after we got married I um experienced my first bout of depression which was not something I ever you know I'd never even contemplated you know that something like that could could mm. happen to me and and um yeah and that was a uh, you know a, a, a really significant uh time in my life in terms of shaping what came next really that was before we'd had children and then I went on to have we had two children then after my second my son was born I um I struggled with depression again um and then a few years again after that, so we, uh, about a year after my second depression was when we broke up. And, um, and then I, I'll say like the following year, I guess it's a running on adrenaline really with all the, all, you know, all of these changes in your life, you know, you, you, 
the, the, your living your arrangements with your children, your obviously your living arrangements and you know, your whole lifestyle, just everything changed and, and so I think I was going on adrenaline for a bit really and then I'd say about a year and a half after that was when I started writing. And that just um like like said in the introduction, I never looked back from that really. It was a strange thing. It was never something I'd planned. It was never something I'd something I'd done before. It just um I just kind of felt a, a compulsion to write about how I was feeling at that particular time and, and you know, where everything had kind of hit me at once and um yeah, and it just poured out of me really and then you know, and that led to various opportunities. And to, I also say it's like, in, one thing's almost led to directly to the next step. And, and, and you know, even the really bad things, and, and undoubtedly there's been some very, very bad times, that, but it's always come to pass that they've led directly to some of the best things that have ever happened. Um mm-hmm. And it just, yeah, that I'd say that whole period of, of particularly the last six years since the breakup, and 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 it sounds almost like a cliche, but you know, after so long with someone, you really get to kind of, you rediscover yourself, really. You know, as as someone approaching middle age and suddenly on my own, you you you, you know, obviously your you, your relationships shape you so much, and so when your major relationship is is not there anymore, you kind of have to redefine yourself in your life, I guess. And that whole process has been, um, yeah, quite the, quite a journey really. Now, had you, how long before that, you know, during your childhood and everything, had you ever had any sort of inclinations towards depression? Because I know a lot of children now these days, you know, when you talk to them, it it's a different generation, isn't yeah. it? Um, especially now, because I know maybe 20, 30 years ago, it wasn't really, you know, even known about. Yeah, uh, yeah. Would you say that you had uh, an inkling towards that or was that something completely new that you experienced? Um, <sighs> yeah, it was, I'd, I'd say... Looking I mean, back the, now. Yeah, the, the extent to which it hit me was mm. completely, I, I would never, I could never, ever have imagined. Mm. Um, it is one of those things, like you say, you, you look back in hindsight and the thing is, I, I have this distinction I can make between, and, and it's one of the things, this whole, how writing's helped me, this whole, mm. about reconciling the different parts of yourself and 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 you know when 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 you can suffer like that with something like that it almost changes you into a different person so as a reflective person anyway you know you, you it really let me wrestling with that you know and where did it come from is it part of me was I always you know was it something that always would have came out or did certain circumstance you know and I don't think you can ever fully answer those questions but I w- so I, I make a distinction between there's a big difference between that you know I can have periods where I'm maybe you know just a, a melancholy a bit down whatever and it might last a bit but there's a big big difference between that and then being ill and not being able to function 
And so when I look back, I can't say that I, I certainly I didn't str- I didn't suffer with depression because mm. again that it's a whole different order to you know that I, again I had periods that I had periods where you know I I think certain characteristics can I can say maybe contribute so I was always a worrier when I was young uh, you know my mind could pick up things and turn them over turn them over turn them over and I could be mm, quite maybe unforgiving with myself about certain things. So I suppose they are particular maybe characteristics or habits of mind that can contribute to the later problems that I had. But, you know, I wouldn't say that I suffered with depression as a child. I think I'd be moody, but you know, teenagers are. I always, yeah. I've always had a, although I'm, you know, confident and chatty and all the rest of it, I, I, I do have a quiet introverted side and that, um, but yeah, but I, I wouldn't ever say that that was a, I wouldn't ever associate that with again, poor mental health, you know, that yeah. that was, was, yeah, was a shock to me. And it can strike at, at, at any time. Oh yeah. You know, in yeah. any circumstance and as we're seeing now, um, you know, with all the things that are going on in the world, yeah. especially now, I think maybe we all have that potential as human yeah. beings to have this, you know, ebb and flow of, you know, happiness and sadness in moments. But especially when the surroundings that we're in, as we are now being surrounded by such negative news, yeah, yeah. It, it, does, it does play its part, doesn't it? It does. And I think that... that and it's interesting you, when you, in the introduction, you said about, you know, I do have a positive outlook on life. You know, mm. I would describe myself as a positive person on the whole. And I always try to find the positive in things and, and try to find the opportunity, um, you know, in challenges. And, and I believe that everything can teach you something that ultimately can be to your benefit. But I think the the difference with with depression certainly to the extent i had it it just robs you of that completely completely and I, I describe in the book that it's like a surgeon has cut out of you the ability to smile and laugh it's just gone it, it's just not there it's not a case of you you know you you choosing to think this way or you can't you know yet oh you're not yeah, you, you, I always knew what everything I had. I always appreciated everything I had. I knew how lucky I was, but that ability was gone. It was just gone. Um, and it's a, it's a terrible, it's a horrible feeling. And, and to, you know, to not be able to get any enjoyment out of anything, you know, out of your children. I, I mean, it's just horrific. I can't... Mm, mm. Um, and yeah, it, it, it's, you know, and, 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 and again, I don't think you can really fully comprehend something like, like that unless yeah. you, you've experienced it. And that's one of the things I try and do with my writing that, you know, just to help people to understand from the point of view of someone that's gone through it. And particularly, I think, because I am generally, you know, the, 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 there's maybe sometimes been stereotypes of the type of person perhaps that, you know, and I'm not maybe, and one because I found you see when I went back to work after mm. after the first time I was ill, 
I was off for a, five or six months and it had been very clear for months before that, that I just wasn't well. And I can't hide it. So everyone knew I wasn't me. And so when I came back and I was again, people were curious and would ask me. And I was never shy about talking about, about it because, you know, they'd all see me. I, they were my friends, I had colleagues, I trusted them. And, and so I suppose I felt, you know, when people were genuinely interested and weren't judging me because they knew me how I usually was, I kind of felt a bit of a, almost like an obligation, if you like. Mm. Because I did feel able to talk about it. And I know it is very difficult for a lot of people, but for whatever reason, I, I found that I could. And so I kind of felt it's like a responsibility to really, not to hector people or badger mm-hmm. people about it. But, you know, I felt that, well, you know, if I can help people understand, then that helps other people that are going through it or, or someone who maybe knows or has a family member that's going through it. You know, if there's that little bit more understanding, it can make it that little bit, I wasn't want to say easier because it's, a, you know, the word easy doesn't kind of fit with it, but more able to endure it. Yeah, that, that's actually a good way to put it because sometimes when we actually focus outwards from ourselves and our problems yeah. and our issues, we get a form of healing yeah. because it, it is no longer then within us, so to speak. It's actually projected outside. And I sometimes wonder, Matthew, whether we go through these difficult things in life. So to help other people, you know, because otherwise, how would we understand other people? Yeah, I, 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 I think, yeah, I think there's a lot in that. I think certainly, you know, one of the things that I, I mean, I've always been, I'd like to think, you know, kind of quite sensitive and, 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 you know, hope kind and decent person, but the level of, you know, and, and not judgmental, you know, you, people can be very quick to judge people in, you know, different circumstances that might be struggling with different issues. But it is always that, it's a creature, but, you know, you haven't walked in someone's shoes. People don't set out with a choice to either be homeless or addicted to drugs or whatever it might be. There's always things that have, you know, there's there's things that have led people to that. And I've always been, I suppose I'm interested in people and the stories. So I'm always interested in, in that rather than be quick to judge, you know, based on my own experience, which is nothing like theirs. So, but that, but you get a greater a, that sense, I was going to say compassion, but empathy that, you know, you really get that sense of understanding how desperate things can get, how, Again, how you can end up in a situation that you could never have thought possible. You can, how you can feel completely powerless. Um, you know, so you do then have a greater sense of compassion for people, you know, struggling through challenges that may make them, you know, feel the same way. And, and, and you do feel, a, I think, a lot of people... You, you don't want anyone to suffer in the way that you have. It, it, you know, it, it's very difficult to see or hear people that are struggling that way because you know just how bad it is, and you, you know, you think if you, you know, if you can just can help in any small way, you you want to do that. You know, it's um, 
to make the journey yeah. easier, I suppose. Yeah, so. yeah. And mm. and one of the things, and like you said, that thing about, you know, helping other people. And I, I, I do believe that. I think that, that, you know, these things do give us a great opportunity to help other people. And one of the, I guess, the, I don't say saying, but what people tend to say to you that, and I think it's really strong and resonates and it's ultimately what led me to doing the work I'm doing now about that kind of uh, this, this storytelling approach and, and, and the power of sharing your stories is because that, that moment when you feel you're alone and you're going through something that, and you don't think anyone else understands. And then you see or hear or read something and it's, yeah, that's it. You get it. You get it. And mm. there's so much power. And, and it's not like, you know, the, what you do with this podcast, you know, where people are talking about things where you think, yes, someone else gets it. It's not just me. And yeah. there's a lot of power in that. A lot of power in that. I really believe that because, you know, sometimes when you go through something in life, whether that be, let's put it, you know, simplistically, whether you have a bad experience with, I don't know, a window cleaner or, I don't know, um, a mechanic or you actually have depression, or you have, you know, a bout of an illness or something. And someone else, you hear someone else going through similar, you know. Yeah. You actually feel better because you think, yeah, oh, you know what? I'm not the only one, you yeah. know. At yeah. least someone else has gone through that. And look, they're okay now. Yeah. As in, you yeah. know, they're alive, they're okay. They've made it. And yeah. it gives that, you know, that rope of hope. Yes, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and the thing that you say the thing to me the most I always feel like when I've been speaking and, and things like that, the most powerful thing is for me that those worst experiences have led directly to the best, the most amazing things that I could never have imagined have happened directly because of those terrible experiences. It's not just that, well, you know, they're in the past now and I've gone on to do things and have positive experiences. They're a direct consequence of those bad experiences. And, and again, I think it's that, it's stuff that I guess we, you, we might have heard and we can understand at an intellectual level, this idea that, you know, fail, our biggest failures can lead to our biggest successes. You know, our lowest moments can lead us to our highest, all of this. It's one thing hearing it and understanding it or, or, or believing that at an intellectual level. But living that in a really profound way, you know, where you reach the depths, it, it just, um, again, there's a, there's a power in that to, you know, to that can offer that kind of hope, I guess, and when you are going through difficult situations in mm -hmm. future, that it gives you that sense that, that, or certainly it has me, that there is something to be found here that's going to do me good in the future. And that really, again, can help you endure through those difficult times. Yes, it's like a greater reason for why yeah. you go yeah. through this. And when we have compassion, if we, again, if we take ourselves away from ourselves in, yeah. in effect and become 
compassionate in helping others, it not only heals them, but it heals us at the same time. Yeah. And that was something that I that I really found with writing that, that, that writing really did that for me, that it, like I said, start with, you, you know, I had a, a mind, I mean, rumination, it's a, you know, it's one of the words that's really associated with depression. Like I said, I always had a mind that had a tendency to do that. And when I wrote it, things didn't circle around in my head. It came out on, onto a piece of paper and but it it's almost like it wasn't a conscious thing it's like that stuff's in there and the medium of sitting down typing or you know with a pen and a notebook whatever it it got those things from outside outside of me mm. it took mm-hmm. them outside of me and that gave it an objectivity as well to be able and 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 you know to be able to recognize things um you know patterns connections just to see things more objectively and 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 i guess put a bit of distance between me and whatever it was that was going on in in my head or my life or whatever but then there is that by doing that like you say it also helps other people that uh you know where you've been able to articulate something that they're experiencing as well but then mm-hmm. beyond that you know, what if you're putting something out publicly into the world, there's then a connection that can be made when people get in touch with you. And so it just, in, again, it, it enriches your life in so many ways. Oh, again, it has for me that, you know, that it, it's, I don't know what's the word, it's like a, you know, a mutual thing in, 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 in in that you're both helping yourself and other people at the same time it's um, reciprocated um yeah, between two, between two people and yes. i think that's one of the most important things um in life is that we have yeah. this connection with with people and not the fact that we are although we are so unique we are also intrinsically very alike. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mind, and that we all yeah. somehow share the tears, the laughter, the sadness, the happiness. Yeah, and that was something that I was, again, people sometimes say, you know, he's brave to write about, you know, whatever, the, you know, personal, vulnerable stuff, but it never felt, for whatever reason, I understand it is for some people that find it difficult. I always think, you know, it's brave to do things that you find difficult. Mm. I didn't find that difficult. For whatever reason, I didn't. And so I didn't ever feel brave doing it. But it's, um, you, it, it, it can help other people to find, um, to give other people courage maybe where they do find something difficult, you know, to give them courage to be able to speak mm. about something that needs to be spoken about. But also because for me, it, it's, it, it was all relatable. I, I just knew as I was writing it, these are you, and, and again, well, in a sense, it wasn't about me. It's about universal experiences of, you know, deeply human things about the extremes of love and losing that of, 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 of depression and, 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 you know, being at your lowest, but then coming through that, you know, these are all, 
very relatable. It's all part of being human. And so again, I didn't see it as a personal feeling, which some, you know, sometimes is the, the, the fear and the perception around mental health problems. I did when I was going through it. And mm. that's one of the things, even, you know, having gone through it again since I started writing about it, I still felt that way then. It was still very difficult to be open and to be seen when you're going through it. But afterwards, again, I, you know, I'll, I, I don't have any sort of, you know, it, it just, it's, it, it's something many, many people experience. And while it, I, one of the biggest things it taught me was that, you know, how, how incredibly powerful our minds are, that if it can take me to a point where I'm so low and I, I, I'm not me anymore and I don't recognize myself, well, there's a flip side to that. And that you can cultivate positive ways of using your mind and, and there's hidden uh, potential and abilities in you to be unlocked as well. And that was something, again, that is a real positive thing that came out of it for me and that belief in that the being that opposite and I could achieve more than I ever thought possible. And the mind, you know, is a powerful thing. Oh, absolutely. Um, and they say, Matthew, don't they? And I, I don't want to be quoted on this because I don't know the exact percentage, but they say that we only use a fraction of our mind. Yeah. And if we were to use it in its full capacity, in a sense, we could walk on water. You know, it's so powerful. You know, um, I, I always have this experience about parking. And... Um, yeah. I'm not the best, I have to say. And I have this very funny method. And it, it, it's what you're saying. It goes with, hand in hand with what you're saying. And what I say to myself is, right, you're parking the car, okay? Now, who are you? And I said, well, I'm Mimi. And I said, no, you're not. You are the head of the AA, the Automobile <laughs> Association. You, you teach all the drivers how to, you know. And I had this really funny thing every time I have to get into a really tight space if I think I'm me I can't do it <laughs> but then what I do is I give I've promoted myself to being head of the AA and I say I'm head of the AA and do you know I park immediately and I think my goodness if I could implement this in my life you know more my goodness what I could achieve you know not just the parking so I totally understand about your mind I think it's really interesting you say that, and 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 it, I, I suppose it ties into some of the stuff I'm doing now because it's this, you know, we we play roles, we play roles in our life all the time, and this one thing when it's about reconciling different parts of yourself, you know, this fact that I'd like to think I am a positive and confident person, but mm. you know, at the same time, I've obviously gone through what I have done that stripped me of all of that, but. You know, and that's what reconciling different things. We play different roles at different times in different circumstances. And sometimes we have to consciously, consciously play a role. It's like, I guess I fake it till you make it. Mm. Play a role to oh, absolutely. achieve yes. a certain thing. That's a great example of it that you just gave. We, we put ourselves in a different... And one of the things I find interesting, and again, it, where writing is really powerful because it, it, for me, it's that, you know, when you, 
you, so something comes out of me that, and I, I, I always say that if you'd have sat me down six years ago and give me a copy of my book and said, you wrote that, I'd read it. And I thought, no chance. I couldn't write that. No chance. And still now I'll read it. And it's not that I sit here thinking, oh, yes, Marv, it's brilliant. You know, but, but just that, <laughs> I, I would read it. And I thought, well, I can't, how did that come out of me? And, but again, I suppose it's in that particular role, I'm able to, I, I, I don't know, I express well, myself. Well, it's a facet, I, isn't it? It brings it's out like a things facet. in it. Yeah. yeah. A facet of your personality. That, because people think personality, and I'm no expert here, but I'm talking as, you know, one soul to another here. Yeah. But we, as you said quite rightly, Matthew, we play different roles. And I don't mean that because we're so many different people. What I mean by that is we're this, you know, we're different facets of the same diamond. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, absolutely. The, the writing, for example, I understand because I write also. And when I look back on what I write, I think, who the hell wrote that? Yeah, absolutely. Think, yeah. You know, you must think like this also because you think, when did I do that? You know, <laughs> it, it's a totally different, yeah. unexplored side of ourselves. And yes. I think that has to do with us being really multidimensional people yeah, and being you know there's so many layers to us that are still you know we haven't discovered who we are yeah and that's it and i think different circumstances you know in terms of like, from a creative point of view different mediums mm. can unlock different aspects of us i think and yes it was interesting um you know that thing where you said about you know not about being different people one of the things i've Again, this reconciles. So one, you know, this fact that I can be very introverted and quiet. You know, I like to read and write a lot. Or I can be very kind of chatty and confident and just non-stop chatter. You know, I, I, it's real opposite sides of me. And funny enough, it's the thing with dating, and I said about you know to to, to be. Oh yes, that's what I wanted to. We were going oh, to go on to that. Yes, you've oh, had oh, a, a real experience, haven't you? Oh yeah. But what, one of the things that re that really taught me, apart from what a nightmare in that dating is. <laughs> One of the things it taught me is that how different people bring out different parts of you and different sides of you and how, you know, parts of you that had maybe, you know, not been there for a long time can suddenly re-emerge. And so again, this, that, that how, you know, who we are, how, how it can be, yeah, this core, you know, with our core essence, I guess, and characteristics, temperaments, mm. but you know, in terms of the way we behave and interact and which parts of us we show can really vary depending on who we're with. And again, I found that fascinating. And one of the things is that, you know, in, 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 in terms of looking for a partner, rather than necessarily thinking of a list of characteristics for them, which, you know, and there's the certain things that you like and that, uh, you know, values that you, you you would hope someone would have, but you, it's, it's one of the things I now think is what possibly well, the most important the most important thing for me. Someone I can be completely myself with, and that brings out those best parts of me, and not so much the not so good parts of me. Um, and yeah, and, and that's about the interrelationship and who you know, the different uh, the ways that we connect with different people. Mm. And some people are just, I really believe this, some people are just not 
on our wavelength. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they totally yeah. bring out the worst in us. Yeah. You yeah. know, and that's fine, but we shouldn't spend time with those people. And I think we know innately if we are with the right people. And I think a lot of mental health issues occur when we do not accept ourselves and our gut feeling that says, this person, they might be lovely, but they're not for me. Yeah, I, I, that, I, I, I think you've really hit on something there. That uh, but, I mean, accepting who we are. I mean, that that yes. is a big thing. And 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 this thing about you know what I, 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 this thing of your life as a story, kind of accepting and owning your story, and and, and yeah. taking pride in it, and, and, and as well. And one of the things that I've seen. And, and I certainly, I look back at, you know, my own state of mind and, and, and different things, that when we aren't able to be who we feel we are, you know, when we have to repress parts of ourselves. Yeah. When we, for me, one of the big things, you know, where there's a big gap in how I see myself and how I want to be and how maybe significant people to me perceive me. Mm. I have struggled with that. So that, you know, being with someone, being in a job, being in a a circumstance, a a living environment where you feel you can be totally accepted for how you are, I think it's one of the most important things. And and this is where, you know, self-knowledge, self-awareness, Listen, you said, you know, that thing about your gut, your heart, tr- mm. learning to trust that, which is something, again, that has come out of over the last few years. I think, you know, often people have a lot of fear. We live in a society that can be again, very judgmental where, you know, we're, we're told that we should be this, we should be that, we should be the other. But being the, uh, you it's a, it's and a way being able like to being, be you. Yeah, it, you're conditioned to be what other people. Yeah want you to be and what's in their um soap opera that's going on but that's not actually the reality of your life and i think when we jump into that role of what other people see us as i think that's when we really begin to suffer yes yeah definitely and we have to walk away you know it doesn't matter but it's a time in the world especially now in order to keep one's sanity we have to walk away from everything and oh, yeah. everyone that disrespects our soul. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that, and again, knowing yourself and being accepting of who you are, is a, again, mm. is a big, gives you the strength, the power to be able to do that because you're at that point where no one else can define you and they may think you're this, you're that, the other you don't feel you you know who you are you don't have to prove and fight yeah to prove yourself to anybody else and that again actually I don't feel the need to prove myself to anybody else I I know who I am and 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 plus you know having gone through it that where you're stripped away of everything and you're on your own essentially you know even if you've got people around you supporting you no one else can go through that with you it 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 getting through that gives you a or has me that 
a much stronger sense of self and self-reliance. Um, yeah. I only have to answer, you know, I like to be good, kind, do right by others. But like you say, if something isn't serving me, ultimately I've got to answer to myself and my own well-being first and foremost. Because without that, I can't give the best of myself to my children, to my friends, to my family. And to yourself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You said something interesting, though, um, Matthew, there that um, I just want to go back to. It's the power to be yourself. So what is that power that enables us to actually accept ourselves completely and totally? Oh, that's a good question. Um... Because what is that power? I think really. I'm trying to think how to put it, but but that having a sense that you're being true to yourself, I think yeah. we have we we do have a sense within ourselves of that. And one of the one of the I suppose my example of that, there's very few people if I describe as heroes and idols to me. But one I was it's absolutely a hundred percent is a George Foreman, who was a heavyweight champion boxer. And mm-hmm. he essentially had two careers. When he first was heavyweight champion in the 1970s, he was a mean, surly, nasty bully. He was awful. I mean, he was not a nice person. And he came back and he won the title again 20 years later. And he was a completely different person. And, and the, the, you know, good, the whole thing of his story, but he had a religious experience, uh, he became a, 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 a very devout, he, had, he became a preacher, all of this. But, and he just became this fun, this fun, nice, kind, generous, giving, giving person. And he, again, just polar opposites. And people were, didn't know how to take him. And there was a, 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 an interview his promoter gave, and he said, George approached me to work with him and I knew the old George and I said no I want nothing to do with that not no and this was over the phone and Jock Bob said let me come and talk to you and he said I couldn't believe it I thought who's this guy like who's this guy and he Mm -hmm. said who would have believed that the second George was the real George and it turned out that what it could have been a product product of a really difficult background and you know grew up in a real tough area but partly as well that he thought that part of the role of being heavyweight champion was being the meanest toughest because and the person he'd learned that from was a champion that was like that and he thought that was how he had to be but again he went through an experience that stripped him away of everything and brought him to, to who he really was and that wasn't him and it's and he again, his story is so powerful and inspirational to me. And that, that, so that I think there's a power in in knowing your spirit, your soul, your essence, being true to that. And mm. I think, and one of the things that I learned it's funny because I, I saw a counselor, and and she said about about really knowing who you are at your core, really having that strong sense of who you are deep inside. And I was quite 
I'm thinking, well, I do. I'm, I'm really, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm reflective. I, um, always trying to improve myself, but it just hit home in that session that, that she was right. That a lot, really a lot. I wanted people, I, I sort of wanted people to see me or certain people to see me a certain way that I would lose, you would compromise yourself in doing that sometimes, mm-hmm. not compromising a you know, moral or whatever sense, but just you start to shape yourself around what they want or what you think they want rather than who you are. And I suppose the power comes in that, for me, I know it's there, it's been to a point where I can accept if, if for whatever reason, you know, we're not rubbing along well, there's a different, that I don't see that that's a fault in me that I have to change to win someone around or to get someone's affection or I'm secure enough in who I am to think, well, you know, it's just, this isn't the right circumstance for me. But you know it, don't you? Deep yes, inside, yeah, absolutely. Yes, we absolutely. all know it. But if you think about it, Matthew, I've often thought about this. I don't know about you, but I think, well, if all these other people are pretending, because in reality, how many of us know ourselves? It's, it's yeah. like an eternal journey, isn't it? It's oh, a yeah, lifelong absolutely. journey. Yeah, definitely. And we're definitely. in constant motion of learning. And I, I think to myself, well, why don't I get on with that person? And you don't really know sometimes why you don't yeah. get on with yeah. someone, but something doesn't quite fit yeah and we can never really get on with people that don't cherish our presence in their yeah, life absolutely um yeah. and accept us and they can't accept us because they haven't accepted themselves so yeah. we're all playing this game of well i'm pretending to be a fish and i don't know <laughs> you're a bird and in reality, we're not really because we're both yeah. swans, but we haven't admitted that. And if we admitted that, then we, maybe we would, would actually get on. Um, yeah. But everyone's caught in their own game. Yeah. And we have to just let people get on with it because I think if we can find that solace and that peace of the journey of getting to know at least what we don't want in life, I think that's yeah. really important. Yeah. Um then at least we know who resonates with our energy and who yes, doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's, um, and again, that's, you know, a lot of the things that you said there, mate, kind of really resonated from a sense of, uh, say, internet dating in particular. I mean, really. Tell uh, us about that. I've been wanting to ask you about that. that. I have so stuff. many friends. Oh, my goodness. I have one friend and she has she has dossiers for all of them, would you believe? <laughs> and she said to me, Mimi, will you write a book about it? And I said, no, I won't. I, I would swear, <laughs> but I'm not going to um, write a book about it. But stories, like, I think she's been on two and a half thousand dates. And so I know so many people that do it and they have the most fascinating stories and some are yeah. actually quite scary, I have to say, also. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Amongst all that. But share oh, a little also, bit yeah. about your experience um, of internet dating. It's... it's and give it, some it, advice it, for people out there. <laughs> well, for me, it's... I mean, my first experience, I met someone 
on the first, my first day, I didn't meet them physically on the first day, but I got talking to someone that I, um, I met up the following week and, and, you know, we clicked and, 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 well, we already had really before we met, but, uh, we'd clicked at a certain, you know, a certain level through messaging and, and, and we were together 10 months and then, yeah, we, you know, just at different places, <clears throat> we, you know, stages of our, our, our life and wherever. And we, we broke up, but there was no hard feelings, but so I'm thinking, oh, this is great. This, <laughs> you know, like it was easy to meet someone really good. And, and then since then it was just, Tell us us all what to avoid and are there any sort of, like, I don't know, hints that you would give? See how you pick up. The biggest biggest one for me, I always say, is have no expectations whatsoever. And, 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 you know, take it, I also just think, you know, this is a night out, it's a chance to talk to someone, get to know someone, whatever. But because you were there, or certainly I was, you know, you want the relationship, and, you know, I wanted to find that, I guess in a way, replace what I'd lost in that, you know, in, in terms of that secure relationship and, and settled family and all of that kind of stuff. And it's um, the biggest one, the, the, the biggest one, the biggest one is judge people on their actions and not what they say because you'll hear what you want to hear you'll believe what you want to believe but always listen to your gut and take notice of people's actions because that there can be a big big difference between what people say to you and and how they behave and you you know they'll justify and you'll you know, if you want to see the best in people and, but people can be pretty, um, selfish. <laughs> it's a, it, it's it, a point you have, at times. You have to look after your own, mm. you know, feel, and again, and that, that's emotional strength, such strong sense of who you are and, and what you're prepared to accept and what you're not prepared to accept and don't compromise on that. Because, you know, I, I sometimes, I mean, you know, I thought to myself, you know, if my, any my, if either of my kids came to me and said, oh, look, you know, this, I met this person, this is going on, I'd be like, run a mile. You know, but we make excuses for people and, but you have know, you written a book about this, Matthew? So I, I wrote about my experiences dating within my first book. Yeah, but not in, again, not like I went on this date and this happened, this date. But mm. just the overall stuff around what it's like, what it taught me. And what's um, the book called? It's called Something Changed. And then the sub uh, title is Stumbling Through Divorce, Dating and Depression. <laughs> okay. Just what it and... says on the tin. Which is like what a self-help guide, as well, well as your own sort of experience of that. I, well, I'd say I wouldn't say it's a self-help guide because I don't, I don't say you should do this, you should do this. You. It's more this is what my experience of it was, and this is what I've learned. And what I've found is that a lot of people say, yeah, that's why it's like that resonates with me and people mm. recognize so i'd never presume to kind of tell anyone else what you know we've all got to find our own way through things but maybe if my experiences can shed some light 
on situated that might help other people then you know then then yeah i wanted to do that but i'd never be so presumptuous i guess to say that right this is my experience so therefore this is how it is and listen to me kind of thing okay so you're writing your life experience and as you said yeah, yeah. through storytelling hopefully yeah. your experience will help somebody else out there that's quite possibly going through a very yeah, similar yeah. situation and, and you've written another book that, haven't you what's the I other have, book yeah. called so the, my, my second book uh, called a familiar stranger and that's uh it's a collect it's a poetry collection it's about 100 and however many poems in that and it's themed in the four sections living just kind of modern modern life and challenges living loving falling and rising um so you know relationships again mental health and but you know you know can relate to any form of struggle really and then overcoming those challenges and the the title of that came from a friend who we were talking and 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 she said about her she she was divorced and she said how it's strange seeing her her ex and and realizing you know and he's just a once familiar stranger and i loved that term mm. and, and this is all with poems that you know a turn of phrase or an expression is usually what kind of prompts me to write something and she said oh you should write a poem about that I thought, all right i will so i wrote a, i wrote a poem about that and then when i was pulling together the book i just i like things that have a can be interpreted to have different meanings and so that related directly to that experience of someone becoming a familiar stranger to you you recognize them but they look like the same person but you don't know who they are anymore but also for i thought it was a it described my experience a bit in that because i'd written so personally about like i said pretty universal experience but universal difficult experiences so mm. when that mm. resonates it can re- resonate quite strongly with people so and because of the way i write people can get a sense that they know you and so i'd have people contacting me and and, and particularly when people you know through dating where chatting they found out and they've read about me it's like they can know an awful lot about me but actually they don't know me mm. and mm. i don't know anything about them so i kind of felt that that thing about me being a, a familiar stranger as well and and you know that was something that was a bit strange for me because you know to have yeah people from all over the place contacting you and sharing their stories with you and and yeah it was um you know it's brilliant but it is it oh, look, i mean i love it you know and you know I, I think i always will but you do catch yourself sometimes and think yeah, it's a bit, um, you know, a bit it's surreal. Surprised, but, uh, yeah, yeah, it's surreal is exactly. It. I would never have expected it, but it is just that you know about how you know we connect with stories, we connect with people's stories, and you know, and I've made it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful that. thing, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. When you hear a story, I mean, listening to your story now, um, it's in a way you are walking for that time in that person's life yeah yeah they've allowed you in haven't they momentarily yeah, that's right yeah 
It's yeah, amazing, right. really. One of the things, so I mean, I've always been an avid reader and, and you know, and I've always been, I love character-driven stuff. So rather than, you know, plot, page turn of plot twisty things i always like you know real character driven stuff where the characters stay with you and um you know nothing much might actually happen in terms of events but it's that character journey and so that's always been what kind of resonated with me and and i think one of the really good things when i wrote was i suppose discovering that i had a uh you know, a particular style of writing, mm-hmm. a, a voice, if, you know, my own voice, if you like. And the the people said that, you know, it, the Reddit had made them laugh and cry. And that's the biggest compliment for me because to be able to touch someone emotionally and, and you know, to those extremes, because I think that's, you know, that, you know, to 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 again empathise, I guess, with you know, with the struggles that people have and can be emotional, but also, I love that that to be able to make people laugh when talking about things that you know are, are so so difficult. And it comes back to that thing about trying to find the positive, and you know, it's an English thing, I suppose, as well. How we we find the humour in things. Um, and well, funny, you should say that. Actually, you, you have to laugh. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. My friend. I was just speaking to him prior to talking to you and um, having the whole scenario with the rain and everything. Yeah. And um, he said something and he turned it into a joke. And I said to him, well, that's not very funny. And he said, well, no, you have to laugh. Yeah. Because yeah. unless you turn something into humour, it gets the better of you. You yeah. have to laugh yeah. at yourself. Yeah. And that that's a really, see, that's a really good, when you're saying about that personal power, mm. um, being able to laugh at yourself and, and not take yourself so seriously. Yeah. And, you know, that was, I'd say that didn't come natural to me. Um, but again, that, again, that's a very freeing thing to not, you know, most of us are scared, we're scared of being laughed at. And yeah. But being able to accept it and it's not the worst thing in the world and they think, yeah, well, you know what? Yeah, maybe I did make a bit of a fool of myself, but it gave people a laugh. <laughs> and, and to not see it as a a real, something that makes us feel bad about ourselves, again, that can be quite freeing as well to yeah. not be scared. Uh, well, I think Adam and the Ants, wasn't it? Ridicule is nothing to be scared of. Oh, you know yeah. I mean? yeah. That, that's yeah. A, again, a very strong lyric, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when we find people that we can laugh with are usually the people that we most love, you know, of all the people, you know, there's that saying of all the people that I have loved um, are all the ones that made me laugh. And I really, really, truly believe that. Yeah. Well, funny enough, my, 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 um, my blog for a period of time, I called it Love, Laughter and Truth. And it's from a a comedian who uh, he died in 1994, a guy called Bill Hicks. And I referred to a few of his quotes and I, I referred in the very first piece I wrote, I said that uh, I, I used a quote from him and I said, this is going to be my next tattoo. And it, and it was, I've got a big tattoo of him on my arm. 
But well, he, have you? Yeah, he said, um, I can't, something like, I come in love, laughter and truth, and wherever love, laughter and truth abide, I'm there in spirit. And I just Aww. love that. And, and that, I love like that. Said, that three, those three things, again, are amongst the most powerful things are, like you said, that in terms of connecting us with other people, love, laughter and truth, I think, yeah, I... I it's very and that and and just one thing's a poetry I love about writing poetry mm. saying something quite I would say profound and making it out to be some philosopher but it's a nice feeling to think you've captured something using very few words I mean obviously you know I can gob on as you as you can tell but to distill something down to its you know its real essence that you know just you can say something that very powerful very simply and I think that love laughter and truth I, I, I just love that I love that I think that's beautiful actually and I think it says everything in in three words and I think yeah the power of words to yes yeah you know you can you know they always say the pen is mightier than the sword because it yeah, has the power yeah. to change lives in such yeah, a way definitely I I know I've spoken about this before but I, I think it's really relevant even now that you know, we as people um, have so many things that we want to say. And yeah. we just, I don't know, for whatever reason, whether it's fear, like you said, whether it's that fear of rejection or yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. ridicule, yeah. Um, we can't say it. And that's why people like yourself are able to put into words the feelings that people can't express and it's powerful and poets were always feared in olden times because they always thought that they were magicians because they could transform right. people's lives yeah i read yeah. about this and um it's true because look you've just said three words to me and i thought how beautiful is that yeah, and you've yeah. changed the mood immediately yeah yeah you know it's funny that you you just um Brought to mind a conversation I had with someone this morning, mm. and I, I, lo I always love learning, learning new things and you know having a different perspective on something. And this lady was, um, or is, uh, multilingual, and she was saying about how we, our uh, uh, the English language said can be quite kind of practical and. Um, maybe not so, so expressive as some other languages. Just give the example, like, so we say, like, um, you know, I have something, it, it's sad. And, and, and that's it. So, but, like, in, in other languages, there's, it's like that, that thing about, say, igloo, and, uh, sorry, about in, in, in um, um, Eskimos have so many words for snow or, or, or something. And about how, you, you know, it just made me think, you know, uh, I wonder if that's a part of the thing with English you know, we say we struggle to express our feelings and our emotions. And mm. it just made me think, I wonder, you know, maybe if, you know, do we have the language, you know, is our language expressive enough? I've never, it's just, I mean, I don't That's know the an answer, interesting. It, but That's it was an just interesting an interesting way. reflection yeah. that, mm. again, just out of a conversation with someone and, and that's and one of the things I, that I love about, I mean, poetry is my favourite thing to write because it's that, you, you know, using words in a way where you 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 look like looking at the rhythm, the rhyme. You're looking at finding 
a particular word that says something in a particular way that allows you to express and capture something in a way that you don't capture for me you can't capture any other way mm-hmm. um and yeah even the the rhythm of it can you know in terms of trying to make you know, capture a particular mood it's yeah, it is. It's just amazing the power of words, the power of words, and and how you can use them. Oh yes, it it, it is incredible. And I mean, I've been writing since a child, right. and um, I always write. And the thing about it for me, it's a form of therapy as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I used to do this when I was about ten years old. Reasons why I'm in a bad mood, and <laughs> you know, and then I'd be in a bad mood, and I think. But I just haven't got anyone really to talk about, you know, about all of this because, you know, I was so deep and so, you know, yeah. dramatical, you know, as you are, you know, yeah, yeah. so dramatized. So I would write it and I think, reasons I'm in a bad mood. So there, there'd be two like sections. Why am I in a bad mood? And then I put the reason. And then I said, well, what, what can I do about it? And in yeah. the end, I thought, oh, it's all really a load of rubbish. But <laughs> the point was, I got it outside of myself yes, and then I yeah, would rip yeah. it up and I feel yeah. better because yeah, definitely. it was no longer lingering inside of me, but it was yeah. out there and I'd released it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I, I think there is a lot to be said for what you said about words and also music is another oh, thing yeah. that yeah. Um, I have several um, albums and some of them myself and a friend composed the music oh well and yeah and that also i don't know if you've ever tried have you ever tried to compose music no i haven't no try it it's something i'd love to be able to do because i love music yeah you've got to try it you will love it it actually is really I would say as powerful as writing because you just go with the flow. It doesn't matter yeah. if you can't play the instrument or you can just go with the flow of the piano or the keyboard or something. And it really does express everything yeah. that can't be said. You yeah. Have to it. Yeah. I love that. And, and one of my favorite quotes is, um, Jarvis Cocker, who was from Pulp, the band Pulp, and um, the, my book Something Changed is named after, for one of their songs. Uh, it was the first dance of my wedding. And um, he, he talks about kind of creativity and why, why he loves writing music. And he said how the thought of, you know, you sit down to write something, create something, and, and it ends up the there's something there that wasn't there before you've created something that wasn't there before. And he said, and that's a miraculous event for me. And we all, we all, you know, we all could do with, uh, a few, few miracle, you know, miraculous events. And I just love that way of putting it. And they say that, yeah, mm. that idea of creating something from nothing and, mm. and the, the, I, yeah, I must say, being able to compose music something that I would love to be able to do that because try it though you know music moves surprised. me in a way yeah you will be surprised because especially because you write poetry and um, 
it will speak. I have to it give that speak. a go, yeah. You've got, I was, it was such a beautiful experience that I don't know, I really simply can't put it into yeah, words. Yeah, yeah. You would have to listen to it. Um, and then the music speaks. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Um, I so try that. Try that. It really is amazing. Um, it's an amazing experience, and I know you will love it for sure. Especially being the sort of soul that you are into all things that yeah, are deep. Yeah, yeah, mm, for sure. Oh, now, fantastic. you have to let me know. You have to let me know yeah. how you get on with that. Um, amazing, amazing story. You know. I could talk to you for hours, really, Matthew, because <laughs> there's so much, to, you know, every, you know, this is the beauty of it. It's because you are such a good storyteller. That, oh, thank you. You know, you, one thing leads on to another and then another and another yeah, and another. Yeah. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things about storytelling is it, every single word takes you on another journey. Yeah, that's right. And it helps you make, so for me, it helps you make connections as well. Mm. And, and to, yeah. it's funny, when going back to what we were saying about that thing, you, you write something and you think, how, where did that come from? How could I write something like that? And again, I'd think, I, I used to think that looking, whether it be songs or poems, or, and it's, it's almost like a metaphor for life. And, and we talk about it with depression, and it's about one step at a time, one minute at a time, one hour at a time. And, when I write and, and poetry particularly, it's a word and a line at a time. So it's mm. not like all you, I get a word at a time. I get a line at a time and I write one line and then the next one comes and then the next one comes and then you have to knock it into shape a bit. But and it, so it almost feels as though it's writing itself. It's not like you, and I suppose that's what I found when before I would have thought to myself, I couldn't do anything like that. Because almost you're looking at the whole completed thing and think you have mm. to have that completed thing in your head, but it's not. It's that process of creating something is just a word and a line at a time. And I suppose that's a say it's a good metaphor for life, isn't it? You don't need to know all of what happens next. You just need to take the next step or know that next. Uh, you know the the, the next breath the overall in a way. direction and the next step you can take in that direction. And each breath holds infinite yeah, possibilities. Yeah. And we don't know how many breaths we have left. This is the thing. Yeah, That's yeah. the infinite secret of life, is that we don't know. And um, I don't know, did you ever listen to the music or do you listen to the music of Enya Morricone? Have you heard of him? Oh, yeah, the, the, the Spaghetti Western, did Clint Eastwood mm, film. Mm. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm, not, I, I, I'm aware of it, yeah. I've, um... Yeah, have a take and listen to his music. It's, he's phenomenal. He died recently. Yeah, uh, yeah. You probably heard he was like 90-something. Yes, uh, yeah. And I love him. I went to see him in concert in Blenheim Palace, and he was oh, wow. absolutely... And that was only like a few years ago, and he was magnificent, really, in his work. And they did an interview with him, and I always think about him when I'm writing or doing anything creative. And they said to him, "Well, how how can you do this? You know, yeah. how do you write it?" Because Sergio Leone, the the director, the filmmaker, yeah. said, "If it wasn't for him, the spaghetti westerns wouldn't have really been anything. It's his music that made it." And yeah. they said, they said to him, how do you do it? You know, and he said, I don't. He said, it's not one of those things that you can just turn on and off. 
um, you can want to write the music, but you can't. Um, and there are some days it just flows. And he said, and what I do is I sit by the piano and I wait. Oh, I love that. And he said, and I wait. And they said to him, you know, it's quite an old, have a look on um, YouTube. It's an old interview, maybe, I don't know, 10, 15 years old. And, and I wait and, and, you know, the interviewer is saying, and it's in Italian, but you can see the subtitles. He said, what yeah. are you um, waiting for? And he said, I'm waiting for God to work through me. Oh, I love that. And I just thought, wow. Yeah, you know, yeah. My goodness. This is the magnificence of a real artist, is that yeah, he's yeah. used as a vessel for a greater power. Yeah, I love that. I love that, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, and that's um, the secret, I think. Yeah, I, I, that, and that's a whole other thing. I, was, I, I did an interview for something just in the week and talked mm. about that, that the whole thing of creation and your role in it it's like i think you say it comes from somewhere else outside of you it comes through you and then it goes outside of you again and it's and then it's you're you're part of a process it's not necessarily of you but your bit is to create it and then out there it's not yours anymore it then belongs to whoever listens to it reads it interprets mm -hmm. it and then it's what it means to them and you're just part of this much much bigger process and that comes from, well, however people define it. But I think, yeah, it's it, it's just fascinating, and to feel I've some sort of part of that is, again, that's the biggest thing writing's given me. I suppose that sense of how it connects you with something bigger than yourself, but also with others as well, and, and yeah. connecting to different parts of yourself. I mean, it's just, it's such a powerful thing, and I think any it's that finding the medium that enables you to connect in that way. And I think there's something for everyone. I think we've all got that within us. Yes, for sure. For sure. And um, we have all the ability, all of us have the ability to share that in yeah. some way with our own gift, whatever that gift is. Yeah. Um, it's to find that gift within ourselves. Yeah, definitely. Matthew, it's been an absolute pleasure, I have to say. Oh, thanks very much, and it has for me. Really, it's really enlightening. And there's some really interesting lines that you've said. And I'm going to think especially about the infinite power of what it is to be ourselves. That's something to ponder on for sure. Beautiful, really. And, you know, as we come to the end of the episode, I always ask my guests this. But before I do... Before I do, yeah. tell the listeners where they can find out more about you, more about your books and your work, and where they can contact you. So my um, my website is named after my my latest book, A Familiar Stranger. So mm -hmm. www.afamiliarstranger.co.uk. And there's links on there to my Facebook page, my Twitter um and and say so I've got details of my books and and my speaking and my 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 course um and the books are available on Amazon but also via my website if you wanted a signed copy um oh okay so that's yeah fun. that that's where my um mm -hmm. but yeah that my website that 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 contains um 
you know where all of my writing is and and um some of my, you know my vlogs and I guess <laughs> whatever I feel like talking about at any given time. Excellent, excellent. And are your books available on Amazon, Matthew? Yes, they are, yeah. They are, okay. They are, yeah. All right, and um, wonderful. Now, are you happy for people to sort of get in touch? And, oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, send you a message? I can. They can do that by the um, website, can they? Yeah, they can. Uh, uh, yeah, there's a contact page or... Um, Say or, or via say social media, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I, it's always nice to hear to connect with people again. Hear, you know, hear people, other people's experiences, and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wonderful, no, I, wonderful. I, I do. I always like that. Great, and um, and yes, and now the question that I always ask my guests at the end, okay. and that is um, in a paragraph, you know, life in a paragraph. What advice, Matthew, would you give to people out there that, you know, has helped you to keep the hope alive? My, right, the, this comes from when I, my last period of of illness Mm -hmm. was last, uh, last year. I went through a terrible time and, and, and I, um, and out of it, I changed my career and, and, and I, I, I loved my career before that, but I, I need, I just had a sense something had to change anyway. Um, and the thing that kept me going through a really difficult time was that I, it was almost like a voice inside me, something that, they, how I felt, and 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 you know, I felt that there was nothing ahead of me, and I just had that sense that this cannot be it. there's got to be something. There's got to be something good on the other side of this. This isn't how things are meant to be. This isn't how this is meant to end. And that sense that whatever however alone you feel however deserted you feel there is something beyond that that's good and it's just sometimes taking that next step towards it because it's there and I'm at a point yeah I'm at a point in my life now I'm 45, nearly 46, where I think I've got enough life experience to start to say, yeah, it's not just wishful thinking. I've been through enough in my life and I can look back at enough examples of where life has shown me that to be true. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And go back to the points in life where actually we've been through tough times and we've made it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah definitely that's really good advice actually and to remember those really dark moments sometimes and say well you know I made it through them yeah I can make yeah. it I can make it now yeah definitely and you can find it again you, where you feel I guess at your weakest and most vulnerable out of that say you you can find out you know just how much strength you do have within you 
Yes, and it's all a process, as you said. Of, it is, yeah. It's finding out who we are. And once we reach that level of acceptance, I think everything then becomes easier. Yeah, that's right, definitely. The acceptance of oneself, amazing. And life always, I think, I think life's got a habit as well. It's one of the things <laughs> Then, just when you think you've got it cracked, life will throw something else at you to teach you something else or just to <laughs> yes, expand your understanding that little bit more. Mm, you, mm. Like you, I think you said it earlier, you know, we're always a work in progress. It's a lifelong thing. So mm. you've always got to be prepared for that. You never sit, get too complacent or sit on your laurels, ah, I've sussed it now. There's always mm. something, something else that can come along to think, well, maybe you need to think about this as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I think this is the, the beauty of it, I, I, of yeah. life, is that it is actually a journey and we are not our thoughts and thoughts yeah. are passing. Yeah, but absolutely. who we are, who we are, you know, as you said earlier, the core, the essence of who we are remains. Yeah. Beautiful. It's really been a pleasure and an honour, Matthew, to well, have thank you. Thank you very much. No, I really appreciate it. I've really enjoyed it. And thank you very much for for inviting me to, to, to come onto this podcast. It's been great. Oh, I've really enjoyed it. It's been so lovely. And, you know, as I said to you, I am going to think about quite a few things about what you said, because there's a profound wisdom in every meeting of every soul. And yeah, yeah. we have something to learn from each other for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. You look after yourself and um, come on again sometime and tell us what you're up to. And um, I'd love to. Us, That'd be great. Yeah. And give us some more hints and wise words about life. That would be lovely. <laughs> Thank, you Thank you very you. much. All right. Take care, Matthew. You too, Mimi. Thank you very much. Okay, then. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Matthew Williams. The extraordinary is always the most amazing and the amazing is always the most beautiful and that is who we are, every single one of us and the quest, which is in fact the eternal quest, is the quest for oneself. Until next time, take care and lots of love. Thank you for listening to Secrets for an Inspirational Life, brought to you by your host, Mimi Novik. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast and see you in the next episode. For more information about Mimi Novik and her books, music and inspirational work, take a look at her website, www.mimi.com. Miminovic.co.uk